Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What a, what a performance. It, that felt like a game for the ages. I said that we would need a special performance to get anything out of there. And, oh, there's so much to unpack out of this. And it feels so good. This is not a run-of-the-mill win. That was not a run-of-the-mill victory. That was a very, very special um, result. So I can't wait to chew it through. And it's going to be just me and you, Matt. Because Pete is, you know, he's a jet setter. Um, so busy living a jet setter lifestyle that he's happy to stay in overpriced hotels that don't even have their own bathroom attached to the room. That's the kind of hostily guy that he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's an edgy character. So, um, yeah. Whereas you, you had something else going on today. I'm at home. It's my birthday. Um, I said people have been saying, my wife, my family, they've been going, what do you want for your birthday? And rather unhelpfully, the only thing I've said is all I want for my birthday is three points. That's all I want. And, uh, and a bit of a funny story. My, uh, the guy, uh, good friend, David Marks, he used to sit next to me in the same season ticket. His birthday was on exactly the same day, but he was 20 years older. And it was also the same day that the last game at Highbury was played. So a uh, bit of bit of history for oh, you. Oh, I love but, it. But they do deliver, and they absolutely delivered today. They they didn't let me down. I was scared. I was thinking, I could, I could see us getting a draw, but I thought it was going to be really tricky to get the three points today. And I, I would have just, a draw would have felt like the end of end of the challenge. But we did it. We got it across the line. Unbelievable. So much and, to unpack. And now we know we have your wife to thank for it because she bought it for your birthday. So that she is bought, She bought it. She bought Pogmol. She bought the refs. She exactly. We knew that the Saudi Arabian ownership of Newcastle would lead to some kind of commercialism entering football. Now you can buy results. And I'm so pleased to, to your family that they managed to pull the results together to get that game to go for us. But Matt, we're jam-packed. We really are. So I think it's time that we just start cracking on with a pod what say you let's do it good afternoon and welcome to an on the whistle aop that's the arsenal opinion podcast for the uninitiated we sit here on the back of an immense, an immense performance. An absolute, it's a result for the ages, as I said before. So many people counted us out. I might even throw myself onto that list of people that thought that today's result might be the most unlikely. But we got it over the line. We now know it's due to Matt being bought it as a birthday present. But everyone is feeling absolutely gassed up right now, Matt. Are you one of the most gassed up people around right now, feeling the Arsenal love? Oh, mate, that was, I'm so proud of that performance. You know, it wasn't, wasn't perfect, but I just love the character. And even if it had ended in a different result, I don't think there would have been any criticism of the spirit uh, and the way we approached the game. We just 
did everything right mentality standpoint we eat every single bit of effort we possibly could out of each individual there's so many great performances um but the perspiration the endeavor uh the commitment the drive the unwillingness to get anything other than three points was a sight to behold i, I absolutely loved all of it it was a real backs to the wall performance away from home you talk about big away performances that felt like a big away game on a run-in and uh, and we got the result. We got the three points, and uh, and I'm absolutely delighted. Absolutely, there is so much to unpack from this game. I I am not going to be holding back on this. I thought it was a massive, massive result. I really do. Um, we'll we'll talk about the ramifications. So much to talk about. But in general, you heard it right here. It is man like Matt Candela's birthday. And apart from getting three points for the Arsenal. In, in a very tough fixture. The other thing that he wants you to do is smash the like button if you are listening to this podcast live. There's loads of you in the room. Smash the like button right now. Do it. Do not ask questions. Matt deserves it for his birthday and being able to turn up here and uh, do this pod. That's what you're after, isn't it, Matt? That's it. Just smash the likes. We'll we'll we'll, we'll flash out the Patreon as well. Let's sign up to that. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, just. Uh... I'm just so so pleased that the, the team delivered and we'll we'll get into all of it. We certainly will. Um, well, for people that don't know, and if you, if you haven't been really around this pod before, you, you, I don't know what you've been doing all season, but still, it's not too late. Hit the subscribe button as well and you can, we'll, it'll let you know whenever we go live. But right now, we always start our pods with an absolute staple of the AOP. Hottest of takes. Hottest of takes. The hottest of takes. The AOP, hottest of takes. Make it spicy. No, it is not hard to work out who we're going to, Matt. It's me and you, and we're not starting with me. So over to you <laughs> with the hottest of takes. My hottest of takes is we were talking on the before the whistle and saying, you know, this is a game where we have to win. We had to win to keep our title hopes alive. Nothing else would do. A draw wouldn't do. And I know there's going to be a load of people saying we don't have any hope and all of that. But I disagree. I think... Funny things happen in football and we've just got to keep it going until that end week. And I think a lot's going to happen there. So um, uh, we did it. My hottest of takes is I think we've got half a chance. I really do. Um, I'd give ourselves a 25% chance of winning the league. I think we've got the momentum back. I think we're going to win our final three games. I think Manchester City are going to have them coming thick and fast. And I think all we want to do is have a chance going into the last week. And if we do that, if we do that, I'll tell you, it's not over till the fat lady sings. I really believe it. I've been looking at the fixtures. I've been thinking about nothing but win our games and it's going to be closer than you think. That's my hottest of takes. I, I haven't given up. And you can tell from the performance on the pitch, the players haven't given up either. You're on mute though. So you've given up. Oh dear. I never do the mutes as well. And I have done it there. I've let myself down. I was... I was just showing there was a bit of added media that we're provided, added content, doing a bit of mime work for our visual uh, audience. Um, but no, yeah, I, I'll unmute myself and I'll start unpacking what's going on. I love what you were saying. You are actually doing a bit of a sneak peek from a, a, a subject that's coming later on in the pod. So we won't go too heavily into, you know, what this might mean for title ramifications. But I'm going to start with the fact that, first of all, you said it before. The, the the word that is associated to that result for me is pride. I am absolutely proud of that performance in a way that I I hoped that we were capable of this. It's not just a performance, it's when. It's the pressure that has built on this team. It's the results in recent weeks when we thought that the season might be slipping away. And to have come about, set about our last few games in the way that we have, I think has been the last two games, I should say, you know, Chelsea and today, absolutely sensational. And there were a load of characters who, you know, perhaps the whole team seemed to have gone missing in that uh, city, city tie. But since then, some of our big professionals who've had wonderful seasons really stepped up and uh, have played so well. And I, even if this season doesn't end in glory in terms of uh, the league title, it, it it's just... An absolute celebration as to how far we've come. 
we are going toe-to-toe with City, an absolute juggernaut, uh, a doped-up juggernaut, I might say. Do you know what I mean? This is literally like fighting Mike Tyson when he's clearly been on the roids. This is who we, we are, and we're still hanging in there like a kind of Homer Simpson at the Simpsons where he's just there because he can take beats. That's what... That's where Arsenal are. We are we are gritty. We have guts. We will not go hiding into. We won't go quietly into the night. We're going to be there all the way. And my hottest of takes is that I could not be prouder with that performance that we saw out there. I thought it was absolutely superb. And Matt, it might lead us in to our very first subject of the pod, which is Arsenal's evolution. And I really wanted to, you know, um, put it in those terms because for me. This symbolised uh, y- y- the, the full culmination of the fact that we have evolved to a new level from the Arsenal that you saw last year. And it wasn't just flash form earlier in the year and we've dwindled and kind of reverted back to type. Absolutely not. We are a different animal these days. We are solid. We are gutsy. And we will not give up fighting all the way to the end. Talk to me about how you think uh, this result kind of encapsulates Arsenal's evolution over the last uh, 18 months? Well, I think it's a perfect uh, point because I think the low point of last season, the capitulation at Newcastle summed up where we were. And, you know, it was the second last game of the season. Um, This is the fourth last game. And so we've had a full 12 months almost to go and look at what's changed and what's evolved. And I think you could see pretty clearly that Newcastle's strategy was exactly the same as last season, except they've got some better players now and they're a better team, which was they thought that they could come and bully us. Uh, They thought they could press us hard, they could bully us, that we weren't going to be up for it and that we would crumble. And I think we were absolutely waiting for them and there was no way in a million years we were going to let the same thing happen again. They came at us hard. Um, We rode our luck at times, but they rode their luck at times. It could have been four all um, at, at, at certain moments. But I think one thing that we were unwilling to do is be bullied. And I think Callum Wilson uh, is a great example of that. He really thought he could have his wicked way with us and every one of our players just stood up to him. They were overly aggressive, in my opinion, in Newcastle and got away with it. Uh, Joe Linton, Essex's favourite, it was all over the place, elbows, pushes, shoves. Bruno, who's a player that I do like, I, I have no idea how he didn't get booked. I've absolutely no idea. He was so dirty. But every time they did it, we kept on coming back at them. And we just refused. And I think we we have skill. We know that. But what we did today is we showed the character and the spirit of champions. One person for me really, really epitomized that. I mean, well, so many of them did. But I just wanted to give a special shout out to one person who has really marked the evolution for me, which is Gabby Jesus. Um, giving him a bit of stick uh, last couple of weeks and more because of the lack of just um, hustle and fight. Well, he was everywhere today. He was fighting for every ball, hustling for every ball, giving everyone attitude, uh, getting booed. It was unbelievable. I love that performance from Gabby Jesus today. I absolutely loved it. And he symbolised the difference last year when Eddie was you know, anonymous last season at Newcastle away, Gabby Jesus, uh, you know, walked off to booze. And I absolutely loved all of it. So we have found our spirit. We've we've shown that we understand what it takes to win those big away games. And that evolution is underway. Yeah, I I really love some of what you were saying. Gabby Jesus, you know what? I'm pleased that you've pulled him out because we've got so many kind of standout performance, and he might not get the same shine as some others in this pod. So it's good to acknowledge how well he played and stood up to the fight. It was almost Callum Wilson-esque, his performance, I thought, you know, um, which, you know, is a compliment, really gutsy. And I love the fact that, you know, in those twinned worlds, we were 1-0 up um, at the same mark in the game when Tottenham were 5-0 down just a matter of weeks ago. Like, you know, we're different gravies to those little mug punters who can only dream about keeping pace with Man City in one a very good Man City team in, in a title race that no one expected to go this deep. And it would have been so easy for Arsenal, where we were more than likely going to end up in second place anyway, even if we'd lost today, to let their heads go down, 
to say, do you know what? We've not lost the league today. We've lost it before. And we didn't do that. We showed that we want to push them all the way. And we are there to pick up the pieces if Man City make any mistakes. And it, it was. It wasn't just about ability. It was about guts. You cannot... This, this result, I actually think it is up there with my favourite result of the whole year. Like, it is top three for me. That is such a difficult place to go. It's difficult anyway, but with the history of our own history with going up there, like you say, last year, it would be easy for the players to think, you know, oh, we got that sinking feeling again. It, it feels awfully like the end of last year. And to come out there and uh, with such determination that it was going to be different. And from five minutes in, you knew this is going to be different. We were setting about them with, you know, we were like little ferrets, just absolutely hounding them out all the time. It was brilliant. The passion was there, the, 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 the aggression. And I don't just mean like being up for the fight the way that you, you're talking about. The aggression, which I, I've kind of pointed out to the likes of Saka in the past, to be able to pick the ball up and run at your defender, commit the player, try and make a game-altering play with whilst you're on the ball. And um, I thought that all the players wanted the ball today. They were absolutely up for the fight. And listen, if we are going to read any more into it, um, there's, there's two things that I can draw from our, Arsenal's evolution and our ability to do this. One, what I wanted from this game was even if we don't win the league, I want Man City or anyone else who thinks that they're going to win the league next year to see it and fear it and think, you know what? These guys... They didn't just come back down to earth after a good start to the season. They are the real deal, and we're learning from our mistakes. This performance was learning from your past mistakes. And when teams start doing that, they get really fucking dangerous. And that is what we are moving forward. And my final point on it uh, with regards to Arsenal's evolution is specifically to this title race, there is a, there is a train of thought, if you like, that if it was going to pan out going our way, this may well have been the only way it was going to happen because that will unsettle City. It will, because let's face it, a lot of people are not thinking we were going to come out of there, not necessarily having get beat, but a draw. It was a really tough... City wouldn't fancy having to go there and win right now. And we went in there and done it, and it is an absolute reminder that this league is still a live competition, and they've got another live competition in midweek, and who knows what can happen if Real Madrid put the willies up them? They might turn up at Sean Dyche's Everton and get a fucking stone cold stunner off the man. And I tell you, he'll be drinking beer cans from the top turnbuckle, and I'll be joining him. Matt, that was fantastic. Um, right now, specifically, we are going to start singling some of these players out, and I mean, we have to. I mean. I mean, we could go through one to eleven, and uh, or whatever the numbers are, um, because it was just every single player was absolutely incredible. They were, and no one played poorly in our team. Some fantastic performances, but we are going to have to pick out a few, and we are going to start with Captain Fantastic himself. I've got the banner reading OMG, but with the Erdegaard accent and the O. Uh, MG, you might say. Martin Erdegaard today, outstanding performance. Talk to me about him, Matt. Oh, what a week, right? Uh, a week after Manchester City, where people were questioning leadership. Who are the leaders? Erdegaard, anonymous in the big games. Uh, those were the things that were being said, despite him having just such an incredible uh, season. You know, I think that's, what is that, 15 Premier League goals this season? No penalties. Unbelievable, ten assists, something like that, and um, and he just, you know, he dragged us back. He dragged us back our form against Chelsea with two goals, and then just a few days later, again led from the front. That incredible uh, goal, um, but not just that. His all-round performance. It was just such a captain's performance. That first half, he was world, he was world class, absolutely world class. Second half. It was just all about hard work and graft the whole team. And I think everyone came out of it with a lot of credit. But that first half, he was the best player on the pitch. Um, as captain, he refused to just, he's refusing to accept just that second place is a given. He wants to take it until it's, until it's, until it, it can't be won. 
Um, and he led the team from the front, and he's still so young. We, we, we are so lucky to have him. He is such a phenomenal captain for Arsenal. It's an honour to have him as, as, as there, and that performance was was unreal. He's that. I mean, the goal was fantastic. He nearly scored one a few seconds later. You could argue he should have scored that one and a half time, but he did brilliantly. He did everything right, and then uh, and then just it was a really really great save. Very quite unlucky as well. So uh, I, I loved all of it. What about what did you think? Um, I. Oh, hanging over his head when I think about Odegaard is always a little bit of a little bit of nagging. Don't get me wrong; I think he's superb and he's been absolutely stunning this season. But there's a little bit of um, I, I remain to be convinced on one thing, and that is in certain big games he's just he goes a bit too anonymous, and it, it, that bundled in with another uh, thing of despite his, you know, the numbers appearing so. Uh, with his great uh, goal-scoring output this year, I felt there are certain big chances that he sometimes lacks composure and blows, and he gets those chances. That being said, I thought today he was absolutely superb. Sensational. I thought that was a world-class performance. Not every world-class performance has to be scoring a hat-trick. In a big moment, the teams were working out what's going to happen today. There was a bit of fencing going on, and he stepped up and said, give me the ball. Whack. Don't bother diving. That's in there. I'm the captain and I am dragging us forward. And from the moment that goal went in, he was absolutely part of the whole changing of attitudes of the team. We started playing with that confidence, with that judge. Even Sky Sports were pulling it up with our passing accuracy. Went from being about 76% to 99% after the goal. We started to play with an authority that Martin Erdegaard kick-started. That's what I want to see from him. And by the way, any any critiques we have done over the season, it's never to be like, oh, we don't think it's very good. It's it's because when you see this guy, you realise how special he actually is and how good he could be. Like, absolutely one of the premier, you know, attacking midfielders in the world. He's already kind of up there, but I think, you know, you could be talking top three the kind of performances that Real Madrid would look at and go, all oh, right, we couldn't even afford to bring him back here now um, because he's the one that got away. He was sensational in a big moment. And when we talk about Arsenal's evolution, I think Erdegaard encapsulates that very well. He has evolved. He stands up. He takes the responsibility. He's obviously technically an absolute different gravy, shows it all the time, piss-taking, on, on demand. But... Um, you know, what I wanted to see was when you get a big chance, finish it. It wasn't even a big chance. It was a wonderful hit. Uh, but for his overall play, the way that he helped with ball retention, he was getting stuck in. His press was incessant. I thought he was absolutely superb today. And for me, he probably gets my man of the match. Um, it's only because there are some other standout performance that, uh, performances, I should say, that it might even be up for debate because... It was nothing to do with the fact that Erdegaard was absolutely superb. Anything else on Erdegaard before we move on? No, just absolutely agree with all of it. He's got that steel in it. He just refused to accept defeat, refused to accept a draw. And um, his goal really set us on the way. These big away games is that first goal is so crucial. And to go and do that just a few days after doing very similar against Chelsea was just, just phenomenal. It was superb. He wasn't the only one that played well. We are actually going to have to look at, towards the other end of the pitch. Ramsdalians unite yet again because I thought Aaron Ramsdale, I mean, over the course of the season, there have been moments where he has drawn criticism, not just from our podcast, but, you know, uh, further, I think, I think um, justifiably, I might add, there have been a few games where Ramsdale's not quite met his standards. This game was absolutely not one of them. I thought it was absolutely superb today. Uh, really, really just helping us over the line with some big saves, dominant display. What did you make of Aaron Ramsdale, Matt? I love this performance. Some great saves. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know about you, but I'm not. I'm less keen on the jokey Aaron Ramsdale. You know, we see that sort of like the smiling, the joking, the laughing. And what I've noticed a couple of times is that he's got this other side where he's got this sort of like quite very, very focused, aggressive look about him. Um, and he's less jokey and less laughing, which I thought was. And that was today. He wasn't joking around or laughing. He had this look like, you will not get the ball past me. And I think, I like the fact that he stays relaxed. I like the fact that, you know, he can enjoy playing football. But this was much more the Aaron Ramsdale that I like to see. And, you know, I think no goalkeeper has got more as many clean sheets away from home as him. He's got 10 plus clean sheets. I think Edison's done that twice. He's now done it once, which is a fantastic statistic. Saves were big. Um, distribution really, really good. Everything about him, nothing stupid. And so um, I think he's set himself a benchmark in these big games. You know, uh, Liverpool, uh, Spurs, Newcastle away. He is. He is. Those are his. Those have been his biggest and best games away from home when the pressure's on against the big teams. And so I think that bodes really, really well. He's definitely not someone who shrinks when the lights are bright. He's someone who rises to the occasion and maybe it just sharpens his focus a little bit. And what he's got to do is work on his concentration when it's Southampton at home. You know, when it's when it's when it's someone towards the foot of the table who we're not quite so worried about because today he was just 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 incredible. He certainly was. And it's funny, actually, I've just seen in the comments, it's on the stream, uh, screen now from uh, TT. Uh, this was going to be my overall uh, point. Um, look, I, I mentioned that uh, Ramsdale's made some mistakes. All keepers do make mistakes. But I think, for me, Ramsdale now has clearly set himself. Ramsdale is closer to Edison and Allison than he is to the rest of the pack now. That is, that is uh, you know, the biggest compliment I could give him. He is on their heels, and it's only about just doing it over a longer period. Some of the games, he is absolutely saving us. He is um, just forcing us over the line. As much as the big saves, they they are the headline grabbers. The one from Shah at the corner, fantastic reactions. Even though it's close to him, the reality is, is if you don't get your hand there, like if you don't move it, that would just be past you before you could get to it. Um, it's an absolute bullet header. Great save. But I like what Aaron Ramsdale does in and around his box by way of calming the defences down. You know, it's not Rob Holding playing there today. He's maybe a, a, a dominant kind of guy in the air. It, it, it's going up to a, an away ground, which is, you know, absolutely um, drilled uh, set pieces. It's You know the ball's going to be dumped into the box and people like, Stretch Armstrong, Dan Byrne are going to give it a go at the back post. You're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be resolute. And I thought Ramsdale, apart from those big saves, came and claimed everything. He looked dominant. He calmed the defence down. And this is what he's capable of when he's at his best. The whole team get their confidence from him. I thought he would. And, and obviously, you know, I, I said uh, on the before the whistle, 
I think Nick Pope's a good goalkeeper and he's he's a great shot stopper. But when you look at the difference in ability on the ball and you look at what Nick Pope does and how limited he is when it when the ball comes into him, you really do start to realise and appreciate just how good Ramsdale is and the functionality that he provides us through being so comfortable on the ball. I thought he was absolutely awesome today. Ramsdalians mount up, quite frankly. That was that was sensational. But he wasn't alone, Matt. So many good performances. And I will not be going on this podcast uh, any longer without giving this man his flowers. Long overdue flowers. Well worth it. Georgie Pulgy, Jorginho, he stepped in. Party is but an afterthought right now. Jorginho played away at one of the toughest grounds in the Premier League, a place that so many say you can't go and win unless you've got a midfield enforcer, you know, launching into two-footed challenges. But he did it and he dominated in a different way. What did you make of the main man, Jorginho, today? Who got Sky Sports Man of the Match, um, just FYI as well? Unreal performance. Unreal Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, I was one who was thinking that Arteta should just stick. Um, didn't really do much wrong in terms of team selection. We just had players lost form. Pedro was on here saying it was a massive mistake by Arteta not to shuffle the deck earlier. He looks like that was the right decision. Uh, Jorginho, and we'll get on to Kirill later, have just rebooted the system. You know, it's like it's like our phone wasn't working. We turned it off. We turned it back on again with Jorginho and Kirior, and now we're we're looking back to our old selves. Thomas Party went from being irreplaceable to, I'd say, single-handedly crashing our title challenge. I mean, that's that's basically what it was. It was that terrible performance at West Ham, shocking against Southampton. Um, if you had Thomas Party on ten out of ten form, we got four more points than that. I, I really do believe that, and. Um, and so I don't know what was going, what's been going on behind the scenes. I wish Jorginho had got more minutes, but he's here now. He's got to play every game until the end of the season. Party's not getting a look in for me. Bring him on with ten minutes to go, shore things up. He's earned it. What a deal for this amount. Um, I wish we'd played him for more, but he's a hell of a player, and um, I love all this. He's so slow. He can't do this. He can't do that. He's basically. Being, you know, he doesn't have anyone alongside him who, who's a real DM. Playing with Erdegaard and Xhaka and he against a very, very physical, fast, aggressive Newcastle press. And he was silky smooth. He was so silky smooth, um, like Pedro's bed sheets at the hotel that he was staying at last night. I haven't got a, a toilet of his own, but I'm sure that he had other luxuries. And, and Jorginho was... Jorginho was absolutely look. I mean, it you can you can praise Jorginho without going after Thomas Party. Okay, I'm not saying that's what you, you've done, even though you kind of have, and, and I think justifiably. But it is hard to look at that performance and not think, well, what could have why, been? Yeah, why didn't we turn to that a little bit sooner? Because in the last few games that Thomas Party was showing up. I mean, the guy was absolutely anonymous and he certainly wasn't adding the athleticism which we previously thought that um, he had over Jorginho. We thought, you know, technique on the ball and ability to play in tight spaces, pretty much a wash, but party adds athleticism and an ability to add protection. That just went out the window because he wasn't doing his job properly. Um, So, you know, it, it, it gets to the stage where you know what you're getting off of Jorginho and it's excellent technique, the ability to stay calm, ability play to play through a press. No one's worried. Joe Willock, very intense, you know, physical player. You've got um, Joe Linton, Essex Finest as well. Absolutely uh, physical monster as well. And Jorginho wasn't getting ragdolled around. He was calm on the ball because he didn't need to do it. He was just, he wasn't playing panicked. Every time he gets the ball, he plays simple, doesn't give it away. And he epitomised all that was good about our midfield and the fact that we were able to, um, you know, get ourselves over the line in this. It was just, it was really, really top, top class midfield performance. 
out there from Jorginho. It was um, he has to start every game to the end of the season. I, I, I don't see why that wouldn't happen anyway now. But and it's also going to give you ideas moving forward. Luka Modric is still playing for Real Madrid now. You know, at his age, and he's still being a, a you know a bruiser and still making a difference in big games. When your game was never built around athleticism, your your whole performances are going to age better because, you know, it's not like you've lost the yard of pace. You never had it in the first place. I thought he was absolutely superb today. Gave Newcastle a lesson. Um, and, you know, I think when you look at the, uh, the um, games coming up for us, arguably Brighton at home, who look like the former team in the league, but there's not really going to be any tougher test than what Jorginho faced today. And, Nothing to say that he can't continue with, along with these performances. And if we do, we're going to be very hard to stop in every to- every game that we turn up in today because that was sensational for him. Round of applause to Georgie Paul G. Uh, now, Matt, we are big timers. We know that. Um, and uh, in terms of a pod, we do care about the people that are listening. Anyone that joined late, you might not have realised that it is Matt Candela's birthday right now he is sitting there with a little pepper pig birthday cake just out of screen ready to blow out the candles but he's not doing it right now because he is here talking to you guys giving you the love talking about our beloved arsenal so only please only our only request is meet him in the middle and smash that like button and button i should say and subscribe if you haven't done it already Apart from that, we also work with some other wonderful companies as well, and we even like to bung a little, um, bung a little, you know, little deal, deals for you. Yeah, kind of deals because we're nice like that. We like to bung them your way. So here's a little word from our partners. We've teamed up with Nord VPN, and as you'd expect from the AOP, we only work with the best. Here's a problem. When I'm on holiday, Lanzarote most recently, you might remember, and Arsenal went out and put on a show. I wanted to watch it back on Match of the Day, but I couldn't because I was in a different territory. Solution, this little baby right here. For the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can click on the app and via their safe and secure service, it lets you set up your very own virtual private network or VPN based around the world. So it can let me log in as though I was in the UK when I'm actually not. And it's safe and secure because you're not using the hotel's network that could easily be hacked and then suddenly I'm getting locked out of my iPlayer account. My son would kill me. He loves his Hey Dougie. You could even use it to benefit from regional flight price variations and get cheap flights the next time Arsenal are on tour. Here at the AOP, we like to help you out with great deals when possible. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash the AOP to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. And it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. Yes, people, NordVPN uh, forward slash the AOP. Uh, anyway, so um, Matt, we've still got so much to talk about. And you're jacked up. I'm jacked up. But we were jacked up in that game. You know what I did there? We have to give this man some credit because I thought when we're talking about people who might have walked off with man of the match today, Granite Xhaka was absolutely singing from a different hymn sheet today. It was just, it was a different class. It was really, really top of the pops from the guy. He was he, he was at both ends causing immense bother to Newcastle. They couldn't handle it. He loved the needle, still managed to keep his head, not do anything stupid. What did you think of Granite Xhaka today? Well, when we lost last season, he was the one screaming and ranting about what was everyone doing and was the one player who was trying to just turn it around and galvanise everyone. I think he said at half-time, we're playing like a second division team, playing absolute shite. Um, and I don't think he was willing to go back to Toon and not get the win today. He looked like a man who would do anything it took to get the result. He did everything. He was brilliant on the ball, brilliant off the ball, brilliant shit housing. Gave it, gave it, get, took everything and gave more back. I was there for absolutely all of that performance. It was just a warrior performance. I don't think you'd ever see him get get given an award uh, because it was just so much shithousery. So much dark arts, uh, but just, just it was just, just fantastic to watch. It, his his story is is a redemption one, and 
you know, I found myself going, oh, wouldn't it be great to have Bruno? He's a, he's a really, really great player. And then I'm going, what do you mean? You've got Granite Xhaka and Granite Xhaka's playing better than Bruno today. So be careful what you wish for. Uh, he's been a fantastic player for Arsenal all season. Season's not over. He's keeping it going. There was no way he was going to St. James's Park and not getting the win today. Absolutely no way. And you can, if I if I'm thinking of Granite Xhaka right now, I think of a man looking at the team bus at some miserable Geordies and laughing his head off because he absolutely loved that. I I love I love what you've said. Quite frankly, it is. It's time every now and then to just take stock and realise whether you've given Granite Xhaka enough respect for what he's served up this year. It's just unreal. I think we're getting used to how good he's been this year. But, you know, he was, as you as you pointed out, you know, wasn't happy with the way that we performed up there last year and was vocal about it. And for him, this would have felt like the final point of that redemption arc from this year because... He was absolutely instrumental in, in in that result for us today and how well we played. Every challenge that he needed to get stuck in on, he was getting stuck in. He played the ball really well, got us on the break, played it quickly. You know, it is a kind of... It, it's probably a nod to how solid Granite Xhaka has been that when you think about the kind of party Xhaka axis, which saw, saw us through so much of the, the league this year in, in great fashion, and if you had told us by the end of the year that one of those midfielders was going to start melting down and really couldn't play for the final few games, you'd go, well, cheers, Granite, for giving us half a season. But, you know, but no, he's Mr. Consistent out there. He's the one that is continuing to perform well. And in most of even the games that we played badly, don't get me wrong, he's had, he's had one or two uh, poor performances. But realistically, Granite has been consistent uh, throughout the season, and even in our dip, has been one of our better performers. I think I thought he was a just a top top performer this year, and he looks like any dip in form that, or malaise that the whole squad was going through, uh, including Xhaka, that has been shaken off, and he has really you know stepped back up to top draw performances. Shout out to a man like Granite, absolutely superb. Uh, anything else on Xhaka? No, I'm, I'm waiting for the player I'm really excited to talk about. I wonder if it's going to be the next one. I wonder if it's going to be the I next think, one. I think it might. We have to it move on to so many. And we will be moving on to King Kivior. Oh, that's oh. who I wanted to talk about. Here we go. I mean, Fucking goodness hell. gracious me. Weeks went by with Rob holding in the middle of the event. The panic that was spread. The forest fire that was in there. No, sorry, Rob, we're not going to slag you off. You've done well, but, you know, still. We said, many of us, give Kivior a chance. I was a little bit worried um, during the Chelsea game uh, at one instance, but I was pleased overall with what he did. But I thought he took his Chelsea performance and took it to a whole new level today. Superb from Kivior today. What did you make of him, Matt? I think it might be one of the worst places to play for a centre-half. Because you're not just up against very, you know, mobile, you know, tough strikers. They're so physical. They're such, you know, you've got Isaac, who really impressed me. He's got a bit of Thierry Henry's about him. Young Thierry Henry, undeveloped Thierry Henry, probably will never be a patch on Thierry Henry. Then you've got Wilson, who's a human battering ram. Then you've got those midfielders who are just storming through at you all the time. They're all big lads. And... Um, it's 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 not where you want to go. Certainly not in your second Premier League start away from home. The crowd get up for it, all the rest, and he just took it all in his stride. He's so composed, and just the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, the whole team just looks like it's back to normal when he plays. We're able to play our game as a team in the same way that we just aren't with Rob Holding, and we didn't know because Aubameyang's a ghost, right? I mean, he's barely human now. He's just sort of a weird shadow that exists at the <laughs> top end of a pitch occasionally and doesn't really do much. Um, but these guys are the opposite. And he was so elegant. Uh, he's got all the attributes. 20 million. 20 million, that's all. I mean, I'm trying not to get into the what-ifs and imagine if and if he played because I think, I think we'd be in a different place. But... Sometimes you have to go through the pain to come out the other side and realise what you've got. And 
you know, Rob Holland's never going to play another game for Arsenal, I don't think. Um, but Kirior is looks like a future star. I mean, I don't want to go too far ahead, but on these performances, I mean, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he can work him that he's a backup. You know, I think he could get himself by the end of next season into a into, as a starter. He's brilliant. Those are high, high compliments indeed. And you think about our two st- uh, starting centre-halves and our world they've played this year. But, Matt, I have to echo everything you said. There's no other way to, to um, skin it. I thought he looked superb in, in one of the most hostile environments in the Premier League. Really, um, you know, a tall task. They're, um, uh, they're attacking players. Ask Tottenham Hotspur. Ask a panicked... Tottenham Hotspur with bad defenders. You can end up 5-0 down in 25 minutes there. Not us. Oh, no. There was a moment, if there was going to be a sliding doors moment, it was obviously in the first half, there was a penalty uh, decision given against us with Kivior, and it was, has he handled? And and obviously, rightfully, it was overturned. Um, But in those moments before that we saw it wasn't a handball, you're thinking, oh, it's quite early on in the game. We, We hadn't scored at that point. If Kivior gives away a penalty in this game, is it gonna, you know, is the pressure gonna get on him? Is he gonna start feeling his mistakes? And nothing could be further from the truth. Obviously, the penalty wasn't given, but he looked unflappable. He was so calm on the ball. I didn't really realise what a player he would be on the ball. And and you said it right. It, you know, really spoke to the fact that we could play our brand of football with him. He wasn't holding us back. It didn't feel like there was a weak link that we were trying to hold. Sometimes when you, uh, to use a boxing analogy or MMA analogy, when a fighter gets hurt or whatever, they will start um, belying their injury by the way that they they won't, you know, they they can't throw with their right arm if it's damaged or whatever, or they're trying to protect a broken hand. We played like we were trying to protect Rob Holding in all those games. Gabriel played like he was trying to protect Rob Holding. When Kivior plays, based on that game today, which was a very good, difficult opposition, we weren't trying to protect Kivior. He was like, don't worry, i got this. I loved it. We're all excited by what we see. All of those guys, they, they, they need to be starting in the next game. There's no question about that. Um, and it does feel like we have got momentum back again. And I tell you what, Momentum is a very, very funny thing when it comes to elite sport. It is very hard to get back and it is easy to lose. And City have had it up to now and it looks like Arsenal have strung together two big, important results where they might have expected us to lose. Jam-packed fixtures. And who knows, Matt, who knows how momentum might shift this title race as we move on to the final section. Um, I'll put it down as title race percentages. You kind of jumped uh, jumped the gun at the start of the pod and threw your percentages out there, like, you know, uh, just easy. You gave up the goods. But um, let's talk title race percentages. What percentage would you give us? And, you know, help show like GCSE exams used to say, show me your workings out, okay? Show me why you've arrived at, at, at this likelihood of Arsenal doing something remarkable this year. Yeah, I mean, this has been occupying most of my brain uh, this week. So I, I don't mind going into the working out. And this is the way I'm thinking about it. And this is why today was so important. We completely had, we had zero momentum. You know, we, we, were, we weren't even going, we were going backwards after that City game. And somehow, against all odds, and as we've shown earlier in the season, we've regrouped and we tend to like have little clusters of bad results. But... You know, we've come at the other side and we have put together two fantastic results, two fantastic performances against Chelsea and now Newcastle, against two of the bigger teams in the league. And we've now only got three games left. We've got Brighton, we've got Nottingham Forest, we've got Wolves. With the momentum that we've got, with the fact that the Brighton game is at home, um, that Forest are, are weak, they'll give it everything, but I think we'll be too strong and with too much to play for. And then it all go back goes goes to the home game at the end. I now think that we are going to win every game for the remainder of this season. And I'm not someone who's just is, is is blindly optimistic. I think we're going to end the season on ninety points, ninety points. 
then I look at Manchester City. I've been watching them. Um, they look, I, I understand that they don't look like they're going to drop a single point. I, I really do understand that. But we looked like we were cruising at 2-0 against Liverpool. We looked like West Ham was a foregone conclusion. We didn't look like we... And I saw what happened yesterday when uh, Gundogan missed the pen and then suddenly it was 2-1 and then they're just, you know, they were very, very nervous. They were. So I don't think that just because you look at them now that that, that can't change. And I think there's... Every game that they have now, I never thought they were going to drop points in their home game. I think every game that they have is an opportunity for them to drop points. Everton away. Now, Everton away, that Sean Dyche, we see what he did to us. If that was a normal game and they were just playing next week and they didn't have anything, I'd say they're going to win it comfortably. But it's sandwiched in between those Real Madrid games. And I think if anything can happen in those, but we know they're desperate for the Champions League. We know there's going to be fatigue. They're going to be coming there after an away game, um, I believe. I believe the first leg's away. Uh, I need to double-check, but I think it is. is. And then they're going to Everton. The last place, those legs are going to be tired. And if they haven't got those last 30 at Goodison, are going to be a nightmare because Everton are going to be pumping the ball in. It's going to be extremely physical. The whole crowd is going to be doing anything because Everton are in a dogfight. And so I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they're going to drop points there. And I think we we, we really do need them to, to, to get, we really do need a draw there because it's just going to massively increase the chances. They're then playing Chelsea. Chelsea have got, they've got a ton of really, really good players. They've just been absolutely shocking. But we saw they can't be shocking forever. It is going to change. It is. And, you know, Mudrick, Felix, Sterling, uh, Maduweke. They won yesterday, didn't they? They won yesterday. I think they're just going to get in it. I think they're going to find a little bit. From, I think they're fed up of being shit. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just the fact that all these games are coming so thick and fast. And you can't... It's a different level playing... Even that West playing Leeds or West Ham and playing Chelsea. Chelsea have got players that if you give them the chances, they could take them. They could yeah. take them. So that's the Chelsea game. But the way I'm looking at it is it's all going to come down to that final, final week. I think they'll probably beat Chelsea. They may even beat Everton. But they've got Brighton away and they've got Brentford in uh, in, 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 the last, in the last week. Brighton away and Brentford away. And all I'm saying is just drop some points before the last game of the season. Drop some points before the last game of the season. I would probably take that, which means they'd need to lose on the last day and we'd need to win. Yeah. Because that is, of course, it's unlikely. Of course it is. But stranger things have happened and the pressure and with everything else they've got going and they've got Champions League, maybe Champions League finals, they might, they've got FA Cup finals, they'll be tired they're away from home there's Ivan Tony if they need to lose on the last day and we need to win I'll take that I will take that so um I can see the path I don't know if it's going to happen it doesn't feel like it is now but it's not over it's really not over and pressure and nerves and all those games catching up with you and look what's not to say that someone gets twisted ankle or 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 or, or, or a bit of a, a bit of a knock, and you're suddenly missing a game. Calvin Phillips is playing against Brighton instead of Rodri, or something like that. Different ball game. So they only they they they've only used 22 players in the Premier League this season. City. They've been so lucky with injuries, but everything can change. So I see the path. I'm still holding out hope. I haven't given up. I just want it to go to the last week. Then I'm going to want it to go to the last game. And my God, if it goes to the last game, anything could happen. So, what was the percentage that you were going for in the end, Matt? I think we've got. A, I think we've got a uh, a twenty percent chance of winning the league. Okay. One in five. One in five. One in five. I I think that's pretty good odds. I would have gone fifteen percent to twenty percent. I mean, the only thing that might knock it up to twenty is that we now seemingly have got a bit of momentum. Yeah. And despite City winning their games. They've 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 started to bundle over the line. In a lot of these games, dating back to Leicester at home, 
where they were 3-0 up in 30 minutes. There's an absolute, you know, wolfing. And then by the end, they're lucky to not get, you know, a leave with a draw because Leicester had like one-on-one opportunities that they're missing. Um, in Ian Acho missed the, hit the post as well. Um, City are not as confident and as not are not as unshakable as they might have seemed. And my only hope was that Arsenal could at least put the spotlight back on them and said, if you're going to win it, you guys keep doing it then. You keep doing it and we'll hold your hands, our, own, our hands up and say you're better than us. But I do feel like there's every chance that they might drop. We don't, we don't need them to get beat at Goodison Park. That would be amazing. But if they were to draw, and I think that absolutely is, you know, a, a, a fair possibility, I'd say at the moment in between Real Madrid games, I'd say it's about a 40% chance, I would say, that they don't get a win there. That's how high it is. Because it's a tough place to go. They are playing in a competition. They're more distracted by They want to win more. And they absolutely, these guys are starting to feel it. Kevin De Bruyne cannot do games every three days. He can't do it anymore. And he absolutely is a talisman when it gets tight. Of course, City's B team could beat Everton uh, at Goodison Park. But, you know, they might need to. And they might well not. It's not going to be a cakewalk by any stretch. And Everton, what you do not need at this time of the year is teams playing for things. There are a bunch of teams in there where their seasons are over, basically. And those are the kinds of dollies that you can get into and and feast on. Play, teams that are fighting to stay up are going to be hard to put down because they realise just how serious it is. If City draw with Everton, then I think our percentage would go up dramatically. As long as we got if we got the job done against Brighton, I think we would be north of thirty percent because I would at that point if it was over to City with three games to go and it was like you cannot lose a game or you're going to lose the league, I think that there's a very good chance they would lose that game. They've lost to Brentford already. This isn't pie-in-the-sky stuff. This isn't, you know, and now Brentford will be playing at home. We went there. We've seen them absolutely have their way with good teams at home. They're a real proposition. And Brighton away. I mean, right now, Brighton away is about as hard a game as you can get in the league. There's a good chance Brighton could do City some real damage. And... I just want to see City have to go out there and win it at this stage. And if they've got Real Madrid on their mind or other Champions League fixtures, who knows? Because as we said, momentum could disappear quite quickly, as quickly as Erling Haaland could ping his hamstring. So all we needed to do is to put ourselves in a position where if that hamstring pings, we are there ready to seize the opportunity and pick up the most remarkable league championship uh, in a very long time, certainly since Leicester. Everton, um, have, Everton have only got... I, I do think if we if Everton don't get anything, it's looking... That's just going to be hard. I feel like that is a pivot. I've been looking at that game mm. and I sort of make the excuses, right? You're like, oh, I didn't expect Leeds and, uh, and West Ham to get it. And you don't at home. It's the away games, let's be honest. It's the three yeah, away yeah, games yeah. that are really yeah. going to give us... A, and so we really need one of these. I mean, the other thing about it is how many games have City won in a row? 17 or something? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that's going to win. Eventually, it will. No one can win. I think it's unlikely that they're going to win all of them. There's going to be a draw thrown in anyway. And I think the bigger thing is a draw is not a calamitous result at all, but it can just shift the momentum. You know, it, it can just like disrupt and put it, put in a doubt. You saw what happened to us. Our our season turned on a two-all draw at Anfield. It did, mm. and that is not a bad result. It's because suddenly we got the jitters, and it took us a while to come back from it. But I'm still believing. I'm still believing. It's amazing to be this late in the season. A handful of games left, only a few for us, and we're still in with. A legitimate shout of the league. We're obviously not favourites. No one's as deluded to say we are. But we're in with a shout. And it's over to City to put us out of our misery. And who knows? Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. We'll see what happens. Matt, we're going to move on to the final part of the show. AOP, AOB. And for me, I'm going to start this one, uh, if you don't mind. And I'm going to jump in with a couple of um, stats from the game. 
because um, I just think it, it it points out a couple of key uh, players and their performances today. Jorginho was um, first on the field for uh, touches with 68. He got one assist. Successful passes, 42. Uh, that was first. Passes received from the back line. He was first for that. Possession one. Possession one. You think about Thomas Thomas Party. Oh, yeah, we're going to need his fit. No. He's in there with eight possessions that he's won. That was first on the... Um, on Arsenal's team as well, and clearances, he was top for that. So absolute all-round performance. Shout out to Jorginho, spectacular. And also something I've seen on Twitter, which is actually around uh, uh, Martin Erdegaard, Captain Fantastic, and it was goals and assists in away games this season. Um, obviously, you, you, there's no surprises there that Erling Haaland's top with 13 goals um, away from home. And Harry Kane's joined him on that. Martin Erdegaard is, is third in that list. Nine goals away from home and three assists. So goal and assist contributions, 12. You know, very, very rarefied air this guy's breathing now with the likes of Haaland and Kane. Ivan Tony with nine, but only two assists. Martin Erdegaard, absolutely premier um, difference maker um, so I just wanted to pull out a few of those um, little last-minute tidbits for our listeners. Um, Matt, anything for AOP, AOB? No, just um, I think it's sort of a run-on from the last last uh, last point. Uh, anyone who thinks Arsenal have given up, just look at that performance today. That was not the performance of a team who think that the league is done and are already thinking about their summer holidays. That was the performance of a team who is looking, staring at the fixture list and believe that if we can pile the pressure on, there is still another twist in the tail. There is normally a twist in the tail of any title run when two, two teams are going at it. There is still plenty of time for City to drop points. I think they will. And um, now we all just need to like, shift all of our attention. I want the atmosphere next weekend against Brighton to be red hot. Get that one done. Let's see City get diced. Let's see their energy levels get, get, get further depleted. I think... I th- I'm feeling more positive by the minute. It's good. It is good. And, um, you know, also as a final note, I guess, um, it's also we look like a team that even if we didn't get over the line and we shouldn't be giving up hope of this year, we look like a team that are going to be back next year. And everyone, you know, Newcastle will fancy challenging for a league of their own in the next couple of years. And it was nice to put a marker down. We've had four points off them this year. Liverpool, four points off them. Tottenham have been worked home and away. Chelsea, home and away. There's only one team that has really been standing toe-to-toe and being able to, you know, Brighton nicked uh, a a, a draw against us. They did draw of us, didn't they? I've not made that up. Brighton. Uh, We we beat them. Oh, no, we beat them. We beat them, yeah. So we've really put the work on all the other teams. And we are... You know, in the starters block, ready for next season, even if we don't go over the line this year. And we look like the gap to get over the, the final hurdle is getting shorter and shorter with more of these affirming results that we are getting as we see our season through to the end. Fantastic from the Arsenal today. And I thought that was a fantastic AOP as well, Matt. Thank you to you. How are you going to enjoy your birthday evening? Oh, who knows? Just uh, going to... Uh... I've got the family here, so uh, just gonna just just keep it chilled. Try and get away with doing as little as possible for the rest of the day. Scroll endlessly through various clips from the game. See what everyone's saying. Check out all the Arsenal content. What more could anyone want? I I said all I want for my birthday, three points. People said you're being greedy. I said I want it, and they gave it to me. All wrapped up, <laughs> packaged up with a beautiful bow on it. Lovely little card written by Mikel Arteta. He said. Believe. I love it. I love it. Basically, let me translate. You know, you're like, yeah, I've got my family here, so I'm going to ignore them for the rest of the night and just watch Arsenal clips. And you can do what you like. It's your birthday. Matt, thanks for joining. Oh, I've, got, I've actually got one more thing to say, which is um, I think United are going to drop out the Champions League spots. Mm. And I think uh, Liverpool are going to get it. I think all the momentum's with Liverpool. I think Manchester United are going to struggle. I haven't seen how they're getting on against West Ham. If they drop points today, I think Liverpool Liverpool will get it. Uh, West Ham are 1-0 up at half-time. 
So remember all the no- all the noise about Ten Hag, you know, best manager since blah blah blah. You know, he's turned it around. They're only one point above Liverpool, having played a game less, but there's still games to go. Man United have got a few tough games. Do you know what this reminds me of? The whole the whole thing reminds me of Unai Emery went on that audacious run in the season where people were saying, could they even win the title? Unai Emery, a 21-game unbeaten run. Ten Hag came to us, was absolutely, they were absolutely flying. Rashford was on form. People said it was never going to end. They went deep in Europe, but ultimately crashed out in the semi-finals. And then from being odds-on for the Champions League, slipped out. And then the pressure was on Unai Emery the beginning of the next season. He didn't even last, he lasted about eight games. And so... I've got a funny feeling United aren't going to get the Champions League and Ten Hag is going to have enjoy a very, very, very big fall from grace. So uh, that's my prediction. Mystic Matt, you heard it here first. Arsenal to win the league. United (laughs) to fall out the Champions League. You heard it here first. I'm going to get a bet on those. Those Wolves tickets, by the way, have gone from 25,000 a ticket to about 200. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But who oh, no, knows? They'll still be worth their weight in gold, no doubt. And uh, Matt, that's the end of the pod. If you guys have, if you've enjoyed it, uh, do smash the like, leave some comments. We like to read, uh, read those and do subscribe. Apart from that, if you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Arsenal opinion. We release at least uh, uh, two or three extra podcasts a week. If you're enjoying our content and want to support us, do head over there now. It's for the price of a cup of coffee a month. Just go one one coffeeless on one day and your next month and enjoy our dulcet tones coming down your headphones. Um, we would appreciate the support. And it leaves me just to say ciao for now. Podcast Network.